Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk about what kidney stones and the flu have in common. Can you give your partner a fitness tracker for Valentine's Day? And can you be fit and fat at the same time? Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. Uh, it's a beautiful Valentine's Day here. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm Mr. not sure. I think I should just start taking the music choices because this is I, you know, I, I'm I not thought really it, feeling this. I thought it was Valentine's Day. Ed Sheeran, a little I bit know, of Beyonce. I know, but you could like do a little pop. Baby boy, Sean Paul, Beyonce. I thought it was a beautiful beautiful mood. (laughs) Anyways, happy Valentine's Day. Hopefully it's putting you guys out there in a good mood. Uh, My name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Hey guys, my name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Um, well, what a crazy day we've had today. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers are with those in Parkland right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that school shooting was just insane. Um, just a sad, a sad, uh, I guess a sad event today. Um, I don't know what it says for, I was telling you, it, it feels so, so unsafe now. I didn't ever worry about going to school when I was a kid. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know, um, I guess maybe because I cover the news often, um, when I saw it, it wasn't, it was just, I don't even know how to, how to say it, but it was, it was not as, I wasn't surprised or shocked. Yeah. Meaning that obviously I was shocked that it was happen, happened, but it's happened before and it's just kind of like, yeah, we're dealing I, with this thing. On, on Valentine's Day, it yeah, just kind of, just kind of like, dawned on me too. So, um, apparently the, the kid, well, I don't want to get into the whole thing. I yeah. can like, Google it, but apparently the kid was expelled from school and he's said on multiple occasions that he had his guns and he used to tell people that he would bring it to school, all this other stuff. So 17 people uh, passed away. I think 12 were injured. And, and, and there's so much on both sides about what should be done, but something has to be done. I, I, don't, I don't know what the solution is necessarily, but something because this is becoming a problem. Well, that's the thing. It's just like both sides are just saying the same thing every time the shooting happens. So yeah. whether whatever side you're on, still yeah. there needs... Like you're saying, something, something has, has to be, to be done. done, and maybe just electing all new people <laughs> together to just come up with practical solutions. But um, but I guess on to our stories. Um, so, what do kidney stones and the flu have in common? Uh, not much, but they are both on the rise. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I was like, what do they have in common? <laughs> not much, but they are both on the rise. Um, so, apparently, kidney stones in particular are on the rise. Um, 18, women 18 to 39 um, have the highest increase, and they did a study between 1984 and 2012, um, 10,000 Minnesotans, and they tracked their increase of kidney stones. And it looks like calcium oxalate is something that can build up in your system mm-hmm. and is responsible for the majority of them, so it's really important to stay hydrated and to reduce our sodium. Um, one thing to note is they're not really sure how this might play out in different um in different ethnicities, <clears throat> because they basically found there's a higher amount of kidney stones in white folks, mm-hmm. and this study, and as a result, like, a lot of the studies, I guess, only look at that population. So this study had about 90%, um, it looked at Caucasians, 90%. Right. And so we don't really know what exactly is happening in the African-American community or Latin communities or, or Native American communities. Right. Have you had any personal experience or know of people that are dealing with this? I, I haven't, but I think the one thing that stuck out to me in this article was that, you know, water is a huge prevention. Yeah. And we have so many, if you look at, I don't know, the options of beverages that we had 10 years ago, 15 years or 20 years ago compared to now, you know, with the, you know, people don't want to drink water. So you can add this to the water and you have your Gatorades and you have all this other stuff and people are not just drinking water. Yeah. So I think um, no matter what ethnicity you are, 
Like that's just that's just the key, and it's so Good basic. Good prevention. Yeah. So it's just kind of like I I I don't think people understand how the the benefits of that water water can do, and we all, including myself, like you know when I'm on my you know it's it's in my psyche. I drink enough water that I need, but when it's not. I might I might finish like I carry a water bottle with yeah. me everywhere. I might finish the water bottle that one, or I might not even finish it in the day. And you might reach for food thinking you're hungry when you're really exactly. dehydrated. Yeah. yeah, and there's keys to how you know you're dehydrated that your body tells you. Yeah. But again, if you're not. It, if you're not in tune with your body, then you can't even tell those signs. Yeah. So, like, I know. It's like, okay, yeah, it's time for me to start drinking more water. So, I, I think that was, like, the definite key of it that um, I don't think we do a lot of preventative things health-wise. Yeah. Like, there's so so many natural things that we can do that we don't have to deal with, but instead we're, you know, adding all these things to, you know, lose weight, get skinny, do this, do that. And it's not, you know, drinking water is... Yeah. So basic. Yeah, and the recommendation is um, for kidney stones is two to three quarts of water a day, and normally about three quarts of water a day will help you if you have a Small. kidney stone three millimeters or less mm-hmm. will help you release that. Yeah. So um, so yeah, definitely a lot we can do. I, I was a little concerned that there hasn't been too much study in different ethnicity, um, different populations, because uh, you know we're not paying attention to a lot in these medical studies. So a right. lot of times. That also comes down into treatment and prevention, and we're not getting those messages yeah. because these studies aren't necessarily aimed at minority communities. Yeah. But it's still something to do um, now that we are aware of it right. that everyone should do regardless. I would think if they do studies like that, it would be studies – people would start doing the studies if they notice it in certain communities. Like yeah. I think uh, it, it might not have been as prevalent because no matter what, these are this is something that it's not – Something that you can hide and not report. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you need medical well, attention. But we do know that minorities tend to go to doctors less often. Right, They're, but when yeah. they do, yeah. and they find out it is a kidney stone, like that's oh, still yeah. in the reports. Yeah, I, so. just, I, I think it's likely that minorities would be less likely to go to a doctor over a kidney stone than okay. others. And so I think it's possible we're underreporting. So then which how we do, do you, know we, if you have a bigger size kidney stone than... You have so I mean you have so many people um, whether it's socioeconomic uh-huh. or just um, due to ethnicity and like cultural fear right um, that don't go to the doctor regardless because you know they might think they might not have enough money to pay for the doctor right or maybe they have legal trouble that if they go to the doctor they think they'll be alerted to that yeah but or there might be a cultural fear of I don't trust doctors they kill people so I'll deal with this pain on my own so I wonder what so I wonder if you don't go to the doctor what are the ramifications because I'm assuming that if you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the end result if you get a kidney stone yeah. that's left untreated. I know it's severe pain. Right. Um, I know a lot of people get addicted to opiates as a result of trying oh, to sometimes to deal with kidney pain. Okay. So it, you could end up yeah. going down this line. So that um, hopefully we're breaking down some of those like barriers mm-hmm. of not going to the doctor. You know, you get treated, and you um, regardless of your socioeconomic status. Um, Certainly, the doctors aren't sharing information with um, the police if you have right. issues of that nature. So, and the cultural fear I think is also big, as people are afraid of doctors. So. Yeah, it's uh, I'm scared of it, and, I, and I've been to a doctor every year of my life. But yeah. in this climate, it's very I, I, the more the fear for me is. Um, just the the cost exactly, and I have yeah. healthcare. Yeah, you know? you're still afraid. Like, well, this is not going to be covered. My yeah. deductible is going to be this. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's cra- one thing that I have to get out there as far as the healthcare system that annoys me, and this is why I'm saying to anybody who does decide to go to a doctor, don't sign all the paperwork. Yeah. Read the paperwork because yeah. a lot of those sheets, one sheet in particular, says that you're signing off to when any, any additional charges oh, yeah. that they charge, yeah. and that's in the paper.
paperwork, folks. So if you do go to the doctor, just make sure because I went to the doctor and this is, you know, my doctor I go every year now and I refuse I'm not I was like I'm not signing the paperwork. Yeah. You, you guys tell me what I need to get done yeah. and then I'll authorize it. But I'm not signing in addition to. That's yeah. not happening. And you're obligated to do that. So just be aware, just read that cuz I got like 20 pages of paper when I was starting a new doctor. And it's so problematic cuz it's usually at a time where you're kind of like desperate. Like if right. you if you're in a doctor's office, you're probably desperate in some right. shape way or fashion. So, so just read that paperwork, folks. Absolutely. Um, and same thing with the flu. Flu is on the rise. But um, this is a little bit more bigger of a problem because people are dying mm-hmm. um, because of the flu. Um, it looks like it's up to about 60 out of 100,000 people um, are suffering from the flu, which is one of the highest levels we've ever had on record. Um, 34 million got sick with the flu before, and we're on, you know, on track to beat that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the previous record. So... Right now, they're running out of tests even to test people for the flu. And so they're recommending to doctors only to really test people that um, have an underlying condition that the flu would exacerbate and make Mm -hmm. worse. Um, So certainly, if you think you have the flu, you want to pay close attention to your symptoms and your signs uh, and start getting treated right away. Um, What what do you think about the vaccinations? I don't know. I'm. I'm they're still I'm, recommending. We're kind of later in the flu season. Right. Begins in October, but they're still saying it's beneficial. Beneficial to get one. Have you gotten one? No, I haven't gotten a vaccination in. I don't even know how many years. Um, I, I'm under. And again, I, I, I just don't. I just don't know. But I know what my gut tells me. And I, you wait, know, this might be the cultural yeah. thing we're talking. Well, about. no, because I go to the I go to the doctor all the time. Like yeah. meaning that I go for prevention. So I go. I I do a yearly. Well, vaccines are well they, they, to 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 a certain extent. But for me, the flu vaccine you can go and get at CVS. Yeah. So um, I've always opted out of the flu vaccine. Um, one, I, I I just there's not enough. <laughs> it, it, cultural fear. It's not. It's not cultural fear. It's just idea. more like for you know how everybody say. I even got into this habit too. You know how everybody uses the um, the stuff to 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 clean your hands, hand bacteria, yeah. hand sanitizer, and stuff like that. We didn't have that. Yeah. Like years ago, and you know people weren't dropping dead. <laughs> and you know it, it almost. And even with the with the kids today, like I see my friends with their kids, and they're always wiping them down and all this other stuff. Like I remember I was playing the sandbox, and I'd come home, and there'd be sand. Like you know, I was just filthy, yeah. right? And obviously, I wanted to take a bath, but it was just kind of like it just seems like we're almost over sanitizing. And then for certain instances where it's like the flu vaccine, like it feels like ever since. Um, it started that we've, you know, it's it's helping to fight another strain. Yeah. But did those strains occur because of the original flu vaccine? Because now it's kind of created another way against that. Like, you yeah. know, and of course it sounds, you know, like, you know, out out, out of this world. Well, but no, I'm just I mean, kind of, you know, it, it just, because I know a lot of people who haven't taken, who haven't done the flu vaccine. Well, I've never done it. But I, I was considering doing it as I was reading this article. Right. Um, and then I found out, so basically the dominant strain um, this season is, is the H3N2 strain. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently this vaccine that they do have is um, not as effective against that strain. That's number one. Um, and the strain that is effective against um, the flu virus B, um, apparently it's only about 55% effective. So while you're increasing it, it's not like foolproof. So you can right. actually get this vaccine and still get the flu. Right. And so that to me kind of was like, well, you know, yeah, it, <laughs> I, I'll gamble a little bit more now that's not like completely going to um, alleviate any possibility. Well, yeah, this is where it plays into, you know, being healthy and knowing your body. Like yeah. if you if you do, and of course, you know, freak accidents happen and things happen, but people that I know who are healthy in the healthy way, meaning that they're not doing extreme diets, they're living their life, they're, you know, they're working out or they're just 
living a, a healthy yeah. life. They're not smoking every day, all this other stuff. As far as I know, they don't get the flus. They yeah. don't get that stuff. They might get, you know, later on in life, they might get the extreme, like, you know, the yeah. cancers and stuff like that. But some of that stuff, it doesn't really matter if you're healthy or not. Yeah, and if you do get the flu, if you're generally healthy, your body's going to fight it off. So it's really um, people that do have to be extra careful of those with underlying conditions. Right. The flu could exacerbate pneumonia and that stuff. Um but certainly, I think it's worth looking into if you're concerned to get a vaccine. It yeah. is a little bit more protective, um, but I haven't gotten one, so... <laughs> I, I, well, I, I don't know, because it's just... In, and you can almost say it's, you know, depending on where you work, but if you go to the gym, that's a cesspool of, you yeah. know, germs. Like, pretty much anywhere, you, the money that you handle, like, all that stuff is there. But again, if you go to the gym on a regular basis and you're around all this dirt and this grime and these germs, then your body's almost building up a tolerance. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's one of those things where I think it's safer to get the flu vaccine. I just personally think it's not safer for me. I just, <laughs> but, yeah, again, yeah, this is, we're definitely, we're both not doctors in any yeah. short way, shape or form. But yeah, I haven't gotten in years and um, I, I I know a lot of athletes and all fitness people and they. Yeah, I, I think if I see people that I believe are healthy and their immune systems are strong start to like get super ill or drop dead or yeah. anything, then I'm like, okay, now it's time for the vaccine. Yeah. Nothing's working, so. Yeah, but yeah, even when people are like coughing and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah. okay, so what, what do you, what, what's what's going on here? Yeah. You know, but again, it there's germs and everything around us. It's almost like you should let it be around in order for your body to kind of grow that. Yeah, you know, that strength to fight it. Yeah, to a degree, I think our awareness has made us extra paranoid. Because mm-hmm. you know, before you couldn't necessarily see bacteria under a microscope, but now you can see it. It's in a commercial, and mm-hmm. you get to know that it's on your kitchen counter. So I think that yeah. kind of makes us very hypersensitive to all of it. Um, but another uh, interesting topic I thought was interesting. Was, um, well, of course that was interesting. Was <laughs> was whether or not you can be fit and fat at the same time. Um, you know, I've seen people that have been overweight and very fit, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't necessarily know if it corresponded to the markers of fitness. Um, talking about cholesterol, triglycerides, and they have found out of a study out of York University that the benefits of exercise can actually outweigh the health effects of obesity, mm-hmm. um, and obesity being defined by a BMI greater than forty. And they found that um, when they measured triglycerides and um, different metrics of health for people that were obese yet they were fit, mm-hmm. that uh, they didn't fall into the um, the ranges for the danger of um, high blood pressure, stroke, or um, high, having high triglycerides. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, the, the whole BMI thing is, especially if you work out on a regular basis, you know, you could be uh, on the opposite side, of, uh, the opposite scale of the BMI, and you're still very fit. Yeah. And I have a friend, um, what up, Jorge? Um, I have a friend, mm-hmm. he's, he, he, if you look at him, he's, he's chunky, yeah. right? But he does CrossFit five days a week. Yeah. He, he eats fairly healthy, but, you know, he's, it, all his, like, all his, and he actually goes to the doctor on a regular basis. Yeah. All his tests are fine. Yeah. So, I mean, the, then you also get into the other side where it's somebody who's, you know, feels that they're skinny or they're, un- they're not underweight, they're skinny, they feel like they're average, and they don't go to the doctor because they feel like, you know, well, you know, if, I, if there was an issue with me, I'd see it physically, and they might have the high cholesterol and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it, I guess it just really, it just really kind of, the deciding factor is how much, how much do you work out, how much, like, what yeah. type of eating you're doing, and if you know in your heart of hearts that you haven't worked out in six months, and, you know, you eat. You eat out, but eat out like more like, you know, Taco Tuesday and yeah. Wendy's and stuff like that. Then you know in your heart of hearts, you're really not, you know, big bones. Yeah. You're really overweight. 
And, and I think this is actually encouraging <coughs> because I know a lot of people two, three, four months in will be working out but not see the results they want physically. Mm-hmm. But at least now you know that internally you're getting the good results. Right. And so I think it was actually um, a really good study. So people, if you're not seeing results that you like in the mirror, it doesn't mean you're not actually doing something that's really positive right. for your body. But I think no matter what you do, you're going to see results in the mirror. It just depends on you, – you almost have to – if you're really serious about it, you almost have to look at different different um, testing tools. Yeah. So, of course, you could take your BMI. You can, do, you can use the scale. You can do a measuring tape. Um, you can do pictures. And the scale might not move. But the measuring tape might move. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like you have to, and again, you need a professional to do all that stuff. But like for myself, like I have a measuring tape. I, have, I weigh myself. I mean, I check my BMI every, I think, six weeks or stuff like that. So I have different elements. But again, like I pissed off myself this morning. Like the scale hasn't moved, but my pants are looser. Yeah. And then you so, look at another metric and you go, okay, well, the scale didn't move, but that's because the muscle weighs right. more. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then, you know, then you can look into changing up your program or whatever. But again, it's just, uh, if, you, if you're serious, about it or if you're if you're questioning it then you have to take different types of you know tests that really don't i mean the measuring tape costs 99 cents yeah. it's not that serious and i do tell people sometimes we don't notice the physical changes in our body so i say take a picture every mm-hmm. day in the mirror just for you you're not going to show it to anybody yeah. so don't worry what it looks like and then you will actually when you look back at the five or six days you've been working out and dieting mm-hmm. you'll see the changes when you look at the picture but yeah. you may not see it because we have our own minds about mm-hmm. the way we look so um, but it is good to know that you are getting healthy regardless of the aesthetic changes you may see. Um, and I love this one about how to give your um, partner a, a fitness tracker. Or, you know, Valentine's Day is a great way to say, hey, look, I want to get you in shape. I love you. Let's do this. Or even just Terrible your friends. Idea. Like, how do you – because, I mean, I have friends that I'm always trying to get fit. And so I have my little tip, like my little ways of Terrible getting in idea. there. <laughs> well, they thought number one was – to um, say, let's do this together. Make it a make it a uh, an us thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think the script was, "Hey, babe, <laughs> what was it? I, I got this fitness tracker, so we can both get in shape." I remember you liked that hike last uh, our last vacation, so we can go hiking every weekend. I found some new trails, and Terrible here's this beautiful bad bad idea. idea. He's still getting slapped. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like. Um, no matter who you are, like for instance, if you go to the gym, right, and you're checking out different gyms and stuff like that, somebody who their intention was already to get a gym membership, you don't need to sell them on anything. Yeah. And of course, if somebody's a good salesperson, they might sell them into the mem- membership, but that person might not commit, right? So I feel like somebody who, if, if your partner yeah. wants to work out, or if you notice, so say if you notice your partner, you know, gaining, gaining weight, yeah. right? Maybe the best thing for you, and say you haven't gained weight, you've stayed the same, maybe the best thing for you to do is to, you know, Leave. Walk away. Actually, go and work out and do your stuff, uh, and then almost kind of like encourage, yeah. but not. It, you have to kind of know your per- know your partner yeah. because if you tell me, oh well, we went <laughs> we went hiking last week. I bought you this this fat tra- this fit tracker or <laughs> fat, fat tracker, tracker so we can go hiking every weekend. I was like, wait, I didn't agree to go hiking every weekend. Why did why you why you one buy me one at Valentine's Day and then two now you're saying we're hiking every weekend is something that we didn't even discuss or agree to. Yeah, you're not getting anything for Valentine's so Day. So completely Seriously. backfired. Yeah, it's not it's not a good thing. And again, you have to you have to you know know your partner. Yeah. I mean, I was in a situation like that where I I was in a relationship and I gained weight, and how he brought it up to me was it was terrible and actually backfired uh, yeah. because it was just like, well, I'm already not in this good good place as it is. Yeah. Then what's the point now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then when I was finally ready to commit to doing something on a daily basis, which I do, and I've been there before, and I've been on the ups and downs and stuff like that, I was ready. Yeah. 
And there's certain things that no matter how, like, even if you're encouraging somebody to find a job, like, I mean, I have a friend who's been out of work for almost two years. Well, <laughs> acquaintance, nice. not a friend. Oh. But, but you know, two years, and it's like no matter what you say, yeah. you know, you want the best for that person. But no matter what you say, it's not going to get them off the couch. Yeah. So it's just kind of like you, you live your life. And, you know, something might inspire them. You might, yeah. instead of going to a hike, you might take them to, you know, an uh, athletic event. Yeah. Instead of going to that, you might take them to, you know, you, you go to different things and something in that might inspire, inspire them. Yeah. So, you know, that, that to me, maybe I, in another relationship it might work, but I don't know too many women that it, that would work. Yeah, with. and I think it'd become uh, especially hard if, like, maybe both people start overweight and then one person gets that desire and that kick of right. motivation before the next person does. Yeah. So I think it could be difficult, but, you know, they say make it a together thing. A lot of studies have shown that couples that do undertake the goals together um, have more success at losing the weight. Right. If both are of the same mind yeah, about it. And then you could, um, you know, look at stuff like, you know, food-wise. Not necessarily changing completely, but, yeah. you know, you don't go from buying cakes every birthday and now you're buying a cupcake like yeah, that's yeah. obviously but buying a huge cake to buying a medium cake that's very subtle small changes right yeah. so you know and then if you don't order dessert, dessert and you know say that person's overweight and you don't you don't yeah. order dessert and they're asking you why it's like I just don't feel like dessert then and you do that a couple and of times sort of that, norm, yeah, yeah that might become a thing or you just instead of drinking wine and stuff you just drink water when you guys yeah. go out to eat so yeah. you know all these little things that somebody sees you doing it and making the effort then it might encourage them. Yeah, and, and I, the, the second recommendation was to like get them a smartwatch. So it's like, oh, text messaging and your internet, and then of course the fitness app is on there. Just you know, use it your you own can discretion. Get a fitness app on your phone. Yeah. If they want a fitness app, they can. do No, it. but sometimes you want it like you know, no matter where you go, it's right here. I want to know how many steps you walk today. You know, <laughs> it seems like a very personal thing unless the person asks for it. So like, I'm yeah. look, I'm in the market for a, a fitness watch, not a smartwatch. I yeah. don't want a smartwatch. I don't want anybody. I don't want to see text message. I don't want to see any of that. So I mean, I've been actually actively researching for a smartwatch. Yeah. Like, I just want a watch that stops and starts, tells me how many steps, tells me like the whole like you know the whole fitness stuff. But I don't want the phone app to it i don't want any of that so i've been in the market for that so now it we're having a discussion and then he decides to buy me that then i'm like all right well you know that's what i was looking for this is exactly what i want great but i made no discussion (laughs) about it and i've been wearing my nice you know whatever watch and now you bring me a fitness watch well no no no, but if it's a smart watch i think it's better because then they at least they don't know that's why you brought it i mean they might have an idea depending on your person yeah but again if you feel if you feel like they're they're uh, obviously you you love the person you want the best them but if you feel like they're they're out of shape or they're whatever then yeah. you know you and again it just depends on your it just depends on your dynamic yeah like i go home every time i go home to toronto i have an aunt who's overweight by the way who tells me consistently that you've gained some weight and i'm like <laughs> this is not working a, yeah but again she's my aunt yeah and she's been doing this like forever yeah. and you know it is what it is but it's like my aunt and then i go go back to la and i don't have to you know yeah. deal with it <laughs> So, you know, it just depends on the dynamics of your relationship. If yeah. you, if you on, on previous locations just bought, brought up something randomly by surprise and they're okay with it, then cool. But if you, you know, have never broached that topic before, yeah. I don't think Valentine's Day is the day to do that. Probably not. <laughs> 
Just, but, just saying. I, d- I did like the recommendation. I, I'm, I'm personally in favor of like dates before you're like committed that indicate interest in certain things. Like, oh, let's go to the gym for a date. Let's have a hiking right. date or let's have a beach date. or you know, you And know. those can backfire. I went on a date <laughs> with a hiking. I actually went to uh, the Culver City Stairs. Yeah. And I love going to the Culver City Stairs. Yeah. But I also, in a lot of instances, like working out by myself. Yeah. So I'm going to the Culver City Stairs and I know my psyche. Like I know when I want to push myself. I know when I'm just, you know, coasting. At least I'm here. Yeah, yeah. And that day it's like, we're here. You know, we're doing it. I, I normally walk slow, whatever. And he's trying to like pep rally coach me. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unnecessary. I was a professional athlete. Like, I'm retired now. It's not that serious. But it's good to get that out of the way so you know. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. We, did, there, was <laughs> not, there was not another date after that. Yeah, so I was over it. Because that could have been a month in. And then you already kind of liked the guy. You're like, oh, man. This yeah. Just ruined it it's all. Like, and then I told him, too. It's like, yeah. that was unnecessary. I don't, I don't need extra coaching. Like, yeah. when, I'm, when I'm ready, I'll we're good. do that. Thanks. <laughs> we're, we're here already. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe you guys should have gone on a plogging date. Yeah. Do you know much about plogging? I read up on it. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm big into the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had a, actually did a beach clean this I know, past I liked weekend. your picture. Like yeah. I said, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the support. No, no problem. <laughs> support any way I can. Yeah, we had a beach cleanup, Project Save Our Surf, and we just cleaned up some stuff on the beach. And then I come to find out <clears throat> in Sweden they've made a sport of this. Um, so plogging is... You go on these runs, these jogs, and mm-hmm. as you do it, you pick up some plastic bottles and you pick up trash. So you go with your run, you know, your bag bin, and you also maybe incorporate some squats and some different things along the way. So I think it's a great way to be environmentally um, fit and also physically fit. Um, but you seem skeptical. I'm not skeptical. I mean, I obviously, you know, I, I'm definitely about recycling and stuff like that. But yeah. there's just a couple things um, for me. One... Running for me is already difficult in itself. So, like, I'm playing my soca music. It's really, really loud. I'm <laughs> running to the beat. If I stop, it's a problem. So, I try to not stop okay. at all. Um, but now, wouldn't picking up trash make you motivate to stop? You say, oh my God. No, because then for good. me, picking up trash, and then this is, again, I, I, now I'm thinking I have like minor OCD. This is for me, you're picking up trash, somebody else has touched it, you don't know where it's been, it's been on the ground for how many days. <laughs> you're picking it up with like, you know, you have to have like gloves. You can have silicone gloves. Right, but then there's something might be in it, you don't know, like it might have that little smell, like you know when you drink, you drink a, a can of whatever, and you, you think you finish it, and then there's that little minus drop, uh. and like, you didn't know, you put it in your bag, now it's drip. like it's just <laughs> <laughs> is a lot of for me just a lot of a lot of germs and then that's gonna just turn me off from actually the run like I don't mind almost doing like a 5k walk yeah. where we go through the park and we're doing this like then it's then then you do it with a group of people yeah. then you're all on one accord but to run to me because running for me is difficult yeah is it's just not gonna it's not gonna help. but if running to you is easy because I know I know people who run like you I see them pass they pass me all the time yeah. on blah, blah, blah. they they just they look so comfortable they look like they're on the couch. like those type of people enjoy oh, they're yeah, they're, yeah. They're, their oh. running form looks awesome or even the ones who have terrible running form they just they look like they're just running on water they look yeah. so peaceful while I feel like my body's every part of my body is just fighting against me and saying yeah. trick this is not a good idea <laughs> so <laughs> to the folks who do run and it's it's easy for them. Definitely. So, so if you, they might want to. So, if you're running coasty along, you may want to stop five squats, pick up a bottle. <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea. Um, but yeah, but obviously um, consult your doctor before you plog. <laughs> but and use I, gloves too. You just honestly, <laughs> and, and, I mean, it, obviously, it's, 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 if it's in not so good areas, obviously that. But um, even if it's a nice area, yeah. you just never. 
You just never you know, know especially in, in L.A. Yeah. I mean, you, there, there's homeless people that are, that are literally on the streets of Beverly Hills. Yeah. They so live you, in Beverly Hills. So you, ne- <laughs> just like, you never You know. just never know. So, um, But uh, I do love this idea behind fitness and activism. Um, apparently, they have good gym in the U.K. Mm-hmm. where people are encouraged or they run and they have um, a meeting or tea with an elderly person mm-hmm. and they run back home. Oh, that's and nice. so good gym facilitates that. Yeah. Um, guide runners facil- facilitates runners that will help the blind. Oh, nice. So they kind of like attach to the, um, the blind person, but it's going to be for a, a workout. So yeah, they nice. Run together. Um, and then there's one for the homeless where they do bikes, biking for the homeless. Uh-huh. And so you volunteer your time, they give you a bike, and you deliver food um, and, supply- and clothing to the homeless. Nice. Yeah, so, I know some places have like something called Sweat Angels where you oh, um, yeah. you check every check-in, the, the group donates money to a certain organization. So there's the CrossFit community is big in that. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think, um, Orange Theory Fitness also does stuff like that. So yeah. there's certain gyms that are, are kind of known for that. I, I mean, I love I used to do, I used to do like fitness bar crawls where, you know, we'd run to different bars and then do like a, fit, a fitness activity, whether it's 20 push-ups or squats and then go to another <laughs> bar. So I love that you can actually do this and actually be <laughs> environmentally friendly too. I, that just so. sounds terrible too. <laughs> um, actually, I was watching this interview with George Clooney. Um, David Letterman was inter- interviewing George Clooney on his Netflix show yeah. and he was talking about like, it, it's a really amazing interview. So if you just check it out, but he was talking about how he got into you know those causes, like he's helping people in Syria, Syria and Rwanda and stuff like that. And it's like you know it's almost a selfish reason because you do it selfishly because you want to almost make yourself feel good. Obviously, yeah. it's helping the person, yeah. but you know you do that and just kind of acknowledge that. And then even if you feel like you don't have the time or the money or whatever, you you there's there's different ways to, to help people. Yeah. And it, it's it worst case scenarios it's tax write off. So yeah, and that's what I tell people. I mean, if you've never really volunteered before, the first time is a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a selfish thing. Yeah, because you realize you feel way better after for yeah. yourself than um, before. So um, hopefully, people take that and. Um, we get some uh, good volunteerism and good fitness going together. <laughs> um, well, I guess I think we're done for uh, done for today. But we have, I believe it's Jonte um, from the Simone Biles story from Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to be Jonte Godlock is going to be here with us next week. Nice. Um, she's a gymnast. Um, Simone Biles story aired February third on Lifetime, and she'll be with us to talk about that role and how she incorporates fitness into her life today. Sounds good. So, um, guys, please tune in next week. It should be a good one. If you guys are on iTunes, give us five stars. On YouTube, we want to hear your comments. Hopefully get some thumbs up. Again, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, Shaka Strong. Uh, so you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Speaking of running and charity, I am running the <laughs> marathon or training for the marathon in order yes. to raise money for water pumps in Africa. So if you want to donate, you can go under my bylines for all my social media at TK Trinidad, Twitter, Facebook, IG, all that stuff, and you can donate. And there. you'll be plogging through that marathon, correct? We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. We are still kids, but we're so in love.